Forever and always, I'm always here. Hi, it's me, Tom. And I want to give a very warm, warm welcome to everybody um, returning for forever and always. And can you believe it? We are actually on episode six. And uh, <laughs> I certainly can believe it. Um, in fact, I'd hope to be um, into the dozens or, um, you know, tens and fifties of this ep- this podcast um, by this point. But um, as you know from the show and uh, just in general, that life happens. And uh, <laughs> that's definitely something uh, we have to be prepared for and uh, we have to be ready for. And uh <laughs> through Baywatch and through Baywatch nights, um, I think it's um, it's a lot easier to, um, you know, ride the waves that life gives us. And, um, you know, uh, so we just take it in stride. And, um, you know, uh, again, we're going to we're going to keep coming together and we're going to keep enjoying this. And, um, you know, I've really just been having a blast so far. And it's um, it's been great. Again, having everyone. um Everyone come together and really, really just uh, dig in. And um, speaking of digging in, um, we are going to cover the pilot episode today, Panic at the Pier. And, um, you know, as time has gone on, I've seen a lot of panic, (laughs) not at the pier, but, um, you know, around here in the community said, Tom, we really need to get this information from the pilot. We really need to glean it. Um, and I hear you, I hear you definitely loud and clear, um, much like a, um, you know, a siren from the beach patrol. I hear what you're saying. And, um, I'm happy to say that we are actually going to get to that today. Pardon me. Uh, before we do though, there is a, you know, a little bit of housekeeping we have to get to. I know right away, um, People are going to be a little disoriented and dis- discompopulated <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube and uh, they're going to say, whoa, 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 Tom, what is that on your head? And, um, you know, I would have the same question. <laughs> um, but if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, if you're on Spotify and um, Rumble and these other things, um, you can see that I'm wearing this really, really vibrant red hat uh, And what you may not be able to see um, is that right across the top, it says lifeguard. And, um, you know, I was able to pick this up um, on Sunday as um, since the, um, you know, now debunked um, terrorist attack. It wasn't a terrorist attack, just an accident. Um, And, you know, the whole, you know, fumigate fumes um, fiasco. Um, our pastor has gone, a preacher, as you would say, has gone on a, um, a hiatus of sorts. Um, you know, the, the clergy and, um, I don't know if it's the, the congregation, I should say, I'm sorry. It's very, um, a tender subject. Um, the congregation and myself, and, uh, we are all in the dark on this. We don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, well, you could say <laughs> that we're in the Baywatch night about this. Uh, that's probably more appropriate. Um, so we don't know how long necessarily this will last. Um, but not to get into the, um, you know, the minutia of that. Um, this isn't a religious podcast. This is a, um, you know, as we all know, a Baywatch podcast. Um, but given that, um, on Sunday, uh, where, where my day is normally filled, um, you know, we get up very early in the morning and we get up to the church and, uh, set up for breakfast and then, um, the early service, obviously. And then, um, 
uh, the bruncheon, and then um, obviously that's followed by the bruncheon, um, and you have your midday service, and then uh, your afternoon meal, and then obviously, you know, at the end of the day, the evening service. So um, needless to say, um, uh, there was no, um, as there were no services, there was no breakfast, there was no bruncheon, there was no luncheon, uh, and so forth. Uh, that really gave me a lot of time um, to focus some of my energy on the podcast, and uh <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so on Sunday, I went down to the uh, town square um, and uh, there's a flea market set up there on uh, Sundays and which I'm you know rarely ef- ever able to um, to get down and uh, peruse around. But I was able to on Sunday. And as I was walking through, I came across this old dusty table and uh, out of the corner of my eye, I spotted something just a popping, you know, popping vibrant red. And I. Uh, I looked over and I saw this hat and I immediately saw lifeguard right on the top. And I said, whoa, 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 Tom, you know, you know, you may want to get this, you know. And I was like, oh, boy, I don't know. Um, You know, I'm only, you know, how much is this going to cost, et cetera. And, you know, obviously from my first thought is like, this is just a display piece to try to get people over to the, you know, the booth or or stall or whatever you want to call it. Um, and certainly it wouldn't be for sale. A piece of like this would not be for sale. And, um, I did approach the man and, um, you know, he definitely drove a hard bargain. And, um, while this is, you know, again, not a financial podcast, so I won't get into the, um, you know, the specifics of the pricing. It did cost me the equivalent of, I would say eight months of my allowance. So definitely a, you know, a hefty investment, but I think, um, one that will, um, <laughs> uh, definitely pay off and um I was a little bit hesitant um as the on the last episode um as many of you know um I wore you know not my typical sweater I wore more of a um you know what I, in my mind at the time I thought was a more beach appropriate um you know shirt a nice button up shirt and on the, you know, in the comments section, I did receive a message, which I do think was coming from the right place, um, from a man, uh, I think it's a man, uh, named Clay, uh, let me see here, uh, Clay ZW, uh, what is that, a B D uh, 7318Z, so, uh, we'll just go with Clay. <laughs> and Clay said, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me, Clay, if I get any of this wrong. He says, um, you know, Tom, while I did like the shirt, and I think it's a nice shirt, um, it, that's probably something that's more appropriate for a nightclub. And uh, I did find it very distracting and um, very hard to focus on the, um, you know, the lessons from Baywatch that you're teaching. And, uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, please maybe just go back to the sweater. And it is in essence what he was trying to say. And, uh, you know, that did really, um, you know, I had to go sit, sit aside and sit outside for an hour or so. And I really think about what he was saying. Cause it really hit me hard. You know, I, you know, like good intentions. I thought that, um, you know, I was really, um, adding to the podcast and, um, you know, after a while I realized that clay, um, you know, you're right, clay. And, um, I want to send a big apology out to all the anchors. And I, um, you know, in retrospect and going back and watching the video, um, I think Clay is absolutely right. The shirt was very, very distracting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's getting me choked up, um, as you can see. Um, the shirt was actually very distracting. And, um, it, 
you know, I could tell even in my own cadence and my own uh, body language that, um, you know, in my, you know, um, hubris, um, <laughs> and my joy to have found this shirt, um, that I was really not focusing on what we're supposed to be focusing on, um, which is the, you know, the lessons and the values and the, um, you know, overall, uh, wisdom of Baywatch and Mitch and the rest of the gang. Um, so Clay, again, thank you very much. And, uh, sometimes while criticism is tough to hear, I think it's, uh, absolutely necessary. <laughs> so the shirt has been, hey, is hanging now hanging in my closet and, uh, you know, maybe I'll pull it out, um, <laughs> when we hit, uh, episode 500 or 1000, maybe, and, uh, not to wear, of course, but, um, just to display and say, look, <laughs> look how far we've come. <laughs> Pardon me. And now, um, so that is the story of this hat and I have not taken it off since Sunday. I am absolutely in love. Um, and I've gotten a lot of, uh, compliments, um, as I've gone, you know, again to Walmart and, uh, places like this. And they say, Hey, look at the, you know, look at the lifeguard. And, uh, <laughs> is that that, uh, you know, Hey, is that uh Tom? He, he's a guy that has that, you know, that Baywatch podcast and people, such things like that. Uh, <laughs> or, Hey, I'm drowning. <laughs> Um, so it's really been grand and, um, I hope everyone takes out of this as, as much as I am. Cause I, I really think it's, um, I really think it's dynamite and uh, I think something everyone, definitely everyone can enjoy. So, um, I want to really, I think that's enough with the housekeeping, you know, I kind of that, that peek behind the curtain. Um, I think it's time to get back into panic at the pier. And I believe where we left off, if my memory serves me correctly, um, we were right at the end of this, you know, very pitched race in the ocean um, where uh, Mitch and, um, you know, Hobie uh, and, um, you know, a third person, uh, obviously Mitch was victorious uh, despite the, um, you know, the baggage of Hobie and, um, you know, Mitch is, um, you know, Playfully, um, you know, I would even go so far as to say a little bit of flirting with this third character. And, um, you know, as I've been researching this, I thought, uh, you know, I, I read some comments surrounding the pilot and a lot of people were calling this third person for the life of me. I cannot remember her name. And uh, this time I'll be sure to put it in the, um, you know, the description of the podcast in the video. But uh, some people describe her as a breath of fresh air. Um, and well, you know, I wouldn't necessarily take it that far, um, but she is a nice character and, um, it appears, you know, without trying to spoil much for, um, some of you newbies <laughs> that she will be of interest to Mitch, um, as the show develops. So that being said, I think that's where we left off. And, um, there's some, you know, directly after this, there's some introduction to some minor characters on um, Billy Warlock and, um, you know, a few others here and there, but that's mostly just kind of setting the stage. And I um, implore you to do some of your own research in that regard. Um, you know, we only have so much time in a day to get these things covered. <laughs> so you know, I'll obviously be doing some, um, you know, some character, some specific, specific character um, uh, focused episodes, but now is definitely not the time for that. So, as we, you know, finish the hoopla of the race and whatnot, um, we are cut to the lifeguard stand, you know, a big headquarters, you know, lifeguard stand, um, where Mitch and Hobo, 
pardon me, Mitch and Hobie, uh, maybe a little <laughs> Freudian slip there, <laughs> are laughing and talking, uh, but then the conversation quickly becomes serious, and um, Hobie is very upset um, that he has to go with his mother, and it appears for an extended period of time um, as he is going to summer school, which, um, you know, quite frankly, is not surprising. Uh, I won't dwell on that too much. Um, and so there's a, you know, kind of a negotiation phase. Uh, I apparently hope he wants to become, <laughs> become a uh, lifeguard like Mitch and, uh, Mitch says, no, 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 Hobie, you know, you got to do your studies. And, um, I think it's dynamite for Mitch that uh, Hobie is going to uh, summer camp. And I remember thinking this at the time. It's uh, yes, it's wonderful. Um, you know, Mitch Buchanan needs to focus on the Bay. Uh, he doesn't need to be focused on this kid, um, you know, uh, who needs remedial classes in uh, summer school. So um, there's a, uh, after some negotiation, um, you know, it appears they come to an understanding that if Hobie is, you know, does well in his classes, which is unlikely, uh, that after two weeks he can come back and again begin, you know, I guess some kind of junior lifeguard school. And as they're having this conversation, we cut to the parking lot. Um, of the lifeguard station stand, however you want to call it. And, um, you know, we see a large brown, you know, drab, you know, kind of pretty ugly station wagon pulling in, um, which we are to assume is Mitch's ex-wife and Hobie's mother. And um, I remember when I was watching this as a, you know, many, many years ago, as soon as I saw this car, I said, well, hell, there's no way, excuse me. Heck, there is no way this marriage was ever going to last. You know, you see this station wagon and you see, uh, you know, Mitch is never going to be caught dead in a station wagon like this. Um, he's more of a, you know, a four by four Jeep, you know, adventurous um, kind of thing. And this is a very pedestrian, very well, not pedestrian, but a very suburban um, type vehicle for hauling around, a, you know, Hobie or, you know, somebody like that. Uh, so right away, I thought there, you know, I can kind of understand um why these two didn't make it, you know? So, um, yeah. And so, you know, the car eventually pulls in and, um, we are cutting back, you know, um, to the lifeguard stand. <clears throat> Pardon me again. Mm, that is delicious coffee. We're cutting back to the lifeguard stand and, um, you know, Hobie's gathering his belongings and, um, as they are about to exit, um, you know, they're exchanging some pleasantries as a father and son would do. And um, they do this really dynamite, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a handshake slash, you know, clap, you know, and they go around and underneath, you know, underneath and, uh, you know, a couple of different claps. And uh, I was just I'm every time I see this, I'm enthralled and I say, wow, that is just that is exceptional. Um, you know, only a Mitch would be able to come up with something like this. And, uh, you know, while I practiced uh, many, many times, um it's it's a move it's a maneuver that's very difficult to pull off by yourself so when you're doing the handshaking and the clapping it you know it really doesn't translate um for you know a solo person and um and it's again not something you want to just approach somebody in public with because they'll you know if they're not a baywatch fan which i know is unlikely but if they aren't uh they're really not going to know what you're trying to do um, and it can cause for some um uh, let's just say maybe some contentious uh, situation. So I do not recommend trying this hand clap in public unless you are interacting with a known bayhead or an anchor. Even, um, you know, an anchor, obviously, we're going to know. Um, 
But I'm going to keep on practicing uh, in, in the event that we do have a meetup or, um, you know, I run into one of you in, uh, you know, the general Decatur area, which I think is, uh, you know, I think that would be fantastic. But, you know, so at that point, um, you know, Hobie is, is leaving, you know, he's on his way out. And you know, I think the audience definitely breathed a sigh of relief on that. Um, and oh, I hear an alarm going off and um I do see the preacher's car pulling up into the lot. So that is a, um, oh, that's just wonderful. And uh, maybe it's back to, um, you know, back to the Sunday services, <laughs> which I think would be great. Um, but I am going to go see if I can help him. It looks like he has a lot of luggage. Um, interesting. Um, I'm going to go see if I can help uh, the preacher out. And um I think we covered a lot of ground today and I really think we made a lot of progress. So uh, I hope this is something everyone takes with them uh, through the rest of the week. And of course, of course, of course, we will always see you uh, next week around Wednesday or Thursday. So on that note, I'm always here.